0: I'm Philly and this is SEO in 2023.
1: Fili, what's your number one SEO tip for 2023?
0: To stand out, this is super, super important. We need uh, to make our website stand out from our competition and to improve the content quality, to have a unique sales proposition that would help us getting the user to come to our website.
1: So it's the SEO's job to have a unique sales proposition.
0: It's not the SEO's job as such, it's actually the business job. Uh, so the CEO and, and everyone else in the company should know what the unique sales proposition is of the company, of the business, of the organization. Uh, it Doesn't need to be a business, it can be a nonprofit for example, um, or, or just an individual. That's perfectly fine, but we need to stand out. If we don't have a unique sales proposition, Well, to be honest, you have a bigger problem. Uh, You need to go higher up in the chain of of your organization and figure that out before you tackle SEO. Because once you have, it will automatically fill in the blanks on the SEO part. But we need to make sure that every indexable page, every page that ranks into search engines has a unique sales proposition. We need to convince users that they click on the search results. So, uh, and that they actually deliver uh, to the user intent So, yeah, we need to make sure that uh, our website stands out and our pages stand out.
1: So, I mean, I certainly understand a brand having a USP, a product having a USP, uh, but how can each individual page in a website have a USP? What are the key elements on pages that, that can make them unique?
0: So that's a really good question. So first of all, we need to start at the level where the user first encounters the page, assuming they don't know the brand yet and don't know the page itself. So this is often uh, sources like search engines, like Google. So I'll just focus on that for now because there's also an SEO talk. So when we're talking about SEO and we're talking about first exposure, we're talking about Google search results. At this point, when uh, a user types in a query, they come across, say 10 links, might be some enriched, uh, might be some QA and and other things, but they see 10 organic uh, search results. And of those 10 organic search results, they're gonna pick one. Now, which one are they gonna pick? This is where we start with standing out. This is where we have to have a unique sales proposition. We can do this by optimizing the page title, by optimizing the meta description, and basically make sure that uh, both of these elements contain uh, the right messaging, which means, What makes this particular search result better than the other nine search results? A call to action. Yeah, we should click it. Uh, Users should click it. And then on top of that, a benefit for the user. Very important. Because what is in it for the user? Why should they click that one instead of one of the other nine? And of course, the meta description and the page title also need to be descriptive of the actual content on the page. So it can't be just a call to action like, hey, click me. It really needs to be descriptive of the content. Now, once the user clicks that, we also need to deliver. So we actually need to have that content there. We need to have uh, match that user expectation that we created in the search results. So this is where we do this. And it has to be on the individual page level.
1: Understood, understood. And um, I'm just wondering, how you try to ensure that you do stand out and obviously i guess it starts also by analyzing the serp because unless you are aware of which other pages you're competing against you don't know how to position yourself how to stand out
0: it's twofold uh, for one yes it would be good to basically have a general sense of what is the competition doing etc but that's not a real real big source of uh, of like how to improve Uh, uh, your overall unique sales proposition. Again, unique sales proposition has to come from higher up, has to come from the organization. Now, you already need to ask yourself uh, as a business, how am I better than my competitor? Uh, Forget SEO for a second. You already need to solve that there. Then you go down to the individual SEO pages and you try to uh, communicate this to the user. Like uh, we have free deliveries or, you know, that's a benefit for the user. We have the best items, which has been reviewed by X amount of users or we're market leader. Again, it's a way of communicating authority and thereby standing out. These are all kinds of messaging that you can use within uh, the SERPs to stand out. Now, if you really want to see like, where do I start? How do I improve this? Where, Yeah, that's where you start. Then. When you look at uh, the user intent, when people come to your page, uh, currently, if you have a query where you're ranking for, but no one is clicking you, you most definitely can improve that. That's a quick and easy win to experiment, to see where can you improve uh, and easily improve with this different snippets. Now, the problem is that uh, some of these things take time, especially in SEO. One of the big caveats in SEO is make a change. Hopefully it gets implemented, uh hope developer resources, etc. Then you get it uh, launched and pushed. Now Google has to crawl it. Then Google has to uh, test it and see if it actually uh, benefits the user or if their automated solutions like automated snippet generation are still performing better and all this kind of stuff, it takes time. Um, what you could do if you wanna do some quick experimenting uh, to see how can I improve, take a query that currently in Google Search Console, you're ranking high for, uh, and uh, you're having a lot of exposure. So you, you can see in the impressions within Google Search Console uh, stats, you perform well when it comes to impressions. However, on click-to-rate and clicks, you're non-existent. You know, maybe you have 100,000 impressions, but maybe 20 clicks in total. This is something that can be improved. So, what you can do is, uh, assuming that uh, your niche allows for it, is t- take a very limited budget, go to something like AdWords, and experiment with a couple of different variations of different well, ad text and ad titles, the length of which are similar to that what we see within meta descriptions and page titles. Now, with that, you can quickly test what works more, what does not, especially if it's a query that is a bit more long tail, where you have less competition from uh, potential other advertisers. The cost can be extremely low, uh, while you can still really test, hey, what would work better in this case? And then you can try to implement that across the website. Now, I often hear a question when it comes to Uh, things like how do I make my website stand out with meta description uh, for every single page? Can't I use templates? Uh, The word templates is a misunderstood word. Yes, you can template how you make your meta description, but that's an action, that's not an actual item. Uh, Can I use templates to just use an item where we're talking about templating how we define our meta description or page title. So yes, you can template it as an action and thereby, uh, improve things. Uh, you know, your overall business use uh, unique sales proposition can be communicated, templated through every single well, representation in SERPs. Does that make sense?
1: That is um, such a key tactical piece of advice that you shared there in terms of uh, going to search console, find a page that is ranking highly and getting a lot of views on the cert, but not a lot of click-throughs there as well and experiment with paid search as well and see if you can drive significant volumes of of, of traffic uh, from that particular keyword phrase using paid search and testing different copy, testing titles and descriptions. And then that gives you an opportunity to use those titles and descriptions within the organic results and hopefully get much higher click-through rates as a result of doing that. I, I also loved your advice of incorporating benefits within the meta description as well. Use used the example of free delivery there as well. And that um, should mean that SEO should involve sales copywriters um, with the writing of their meta descriptions, unless, of course, you think that um, Google are starting more and more to replace the meta description with just text that they feel is right from the web page. I mean, how many web queries, um, sort of uh, of SERP results nowadays, are actually using the meta description versus just text selected by Google from the web page?
0: so i don't know the exact percentage and i don't think we need to worry about that too much right now uh, because from what i've seen it's primarily still more than 50 the the meta the original meta description yeah yeah, the original whenever possible google will try to use that there are of course caveats with google uh, automating more and more and more about this that's a totally different topic so i'll park that aside but uh (laughs) the key thing here is the one thing that we have control over as webmasters is what goes into those algorithms. We talked about this last year. So what goes into the algorithms and part of that is the meta description. This is something that we do have control over. And yes, you should use your, uh, your salespeople uh, to help out with defining some of these, but not just your salespeople, not just the sales team. Like sure, ask them what helps uh, convert? You know, when, when you're talking to a customer, reminding them there's free delivery, for example, does that often close the sale? If yes, why is that not on in the meta description then? Yeah, that's most definitely, now of course you can replace this with any other benefit, but the idea is is there and that's something you absolutely can use. But also very important, if you are active in any advertising anywhere, talk to the people within the ad, ad team within your company, because they often already know what converts and what doesn't convert. And they already know how to manage expectations often enough, uh, especially when they're active with things like AdWords. Now, for anyone who doesn't know AdWords being paid search, so that's basically mean paid advertising on top of the organic search results. This is something that, uh, again, you do not need to spend a lot of money on this for SEO purposes. Yes, it is another uh, acquisition channel. Yes, you can use it in addition to SEO. Yes, it's not SEO, <laughs> but it doesn't mean that you can't use it as a tool for SEO just to run short term, limited budget experiments. Yeah, Depending on the keyword and depending on the long tail part uh, of the target, you could potentially Do run a successful experiment with less than 100 bucks and significantly improve your overall uh, SEO over time. Now, there's one other element that we haven't discussed as much yet, and that is the delivery on the page. Like, of course, you wanna make sure that when you do these type of things and when you do an experiment like this, you also measure the success. Now, one way to measure that success is within Google Search Console. You can see the CTR going up and the clicks coming through. And you can potentially even see the clicks coming through within your log files or within your analytics programs. However, that doesn't mean that you actually had a conversion. Like anyone can make any page rank uh, if if it's related to certain topics. Like if we're going to some of the adult team uh, stuff, or you know other more uh, sensitive topics like gaming or specifically adult-related uh, or. Uh, copyright infringement related topics. Uh, At that point, it's relatively easier to rank certain things and absolutely get no conversion out of that. You know, people can drive traffic to your website, they can have botnets, etc, working on these things. But that doesn't mean that it actually converts. And in the end, our business runs on conversions. So even SEO is a tool to drive conversions. Now, This could be a direct conversion, could be an indirect conversion, like uh, brand recognition as a a, uh, conversion goal, rather than an actual sale. But in the end of the day, SEO supports the business. It's not the other way around. So we do need to track those two. And we actually, when we run these experiments, also have to track, did our conversions actually go up? And did our uh, conversion rate improve? Sometimes you may end up with less traffic but higher conversions, and that's perfectly fine, yeah? And um, if we have like a situation where we show up 70 times uh, for a search query uh, instead of a thousand times for that same search query, but 70 times we have a 20% conversion rate, whereas uh, the thousand times we only have a 1% conversion rate, I rather have the 70, not the 1,000, yeah? Because that drives me more conversions.
1: Absolutely. Well, you've shared that SEO should be focusing on standing out in 2023. So now let's talk about what SEO shouldn't be doing. So what's something that's seductive in terms of time, but ultimately counterproductive? What's something that SEO shouldn't be doing in 2023?
0: So basically for go or just uh, postpone SEO audits. I think it's important to uh, keep on regularly auditing your website, uh, really, even if it's just for defensive purposes, to know what is wrong with the website, what can improve, Google is pushing out updates all the time, daily. Most of them are unannounced, and we need to keep an eye on what's going on. If we don't audit if our website, if we don't keep an eye on what's going on, uh, we basically lose out. We we set ourselves up for failure in the future. And uh, although we need to be careful what we spend uh, our efforts on and our time, uh, we need to make sure that we do audit our websites and regularly. And this should be an annual cycle or even f- more frequently for some other sites, just to figure out what needs to be improved. What has changed in SEO? What has changed in the industry? The fact that we're doing this particular uh, uh, podcast, video. Book
1: everything. <laughs> book everything,
0: uh, is you know, within the title, the year suggests already things change yearly. And that is true, things change. And because of that, we need to audit, we need to check, we need to double check because without it, you don't have enough information to take business critical decisions.
1: So if SEOs don't have enough time or budget to focus on something in 2023, what's something that maybe isn't as valuable to be doing and can be cut?
0: Yeah, so when we're looking at what can we cut, I would most definitely look at the pages within your website. Now I know this sounds like yeah, but it's a technical issue. Yes, but the less pages you have to focus on also means the less pages Uh, the less resource you have to put into improving. Now there's a lot of things that you can uh, do to improve your website. You can add uh, data to each individual indexable page, data that you collected from your own users. That's uh, something that you can do improve. You you can focus on just the pages that really convert and really make you stand out. Just because you can have 100,000 pages doesn't mean you should have 100,000 pages in Google search results. It's better to have a few really high performing pages and we're talking maybe a hundred, maybe five hundred, maybe a thousand, versus having a hundred thousand or a million pages that all don't perform, even if you have the data. Just because it's long tail, doesn't mean that everyone's going to look for it. If it shows up only once or twice in a search result, doesn't mean it's actually going to be ranking or people are going to click on it. In the meantime, you're wasting crawl budget, you're wasting effort, you're trying to spend money on content writing and other things like that. And this is something you can forego and refocus on the pages that actually do matter. So it's basically pruning the pages that don't need to exist on your website, which again comes back to how do you stand out? Well. Don't have the crappy content. And this comes back to a tip from last year Uh, rubbish in is also rubbish out.
1: Check out SEO in 2022. Philly makes a great contribution there as well. But um, for now, I'll say that Philly is an SEO expert and you can find him over at SEO.Services. Philly, thanks so much for being part of SEO in 2023.
0: Thank you very much.
1: Get your copy of SEO in 2023, the book, over at SEOin2023.com.